Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? Welcome back to another episode of It's Them Damn Enchiladas, the podcast, where we mostly talk about horror movies, with a splash of video games, television, comic books, and beer. I am Carlos Rivera, the itchy to my scratchy Adam Griffin. As always, follow us on the Red Hot Twin Machine, handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Them Damn, and on Instagram at It's Them Damn Enchiladas Podcast. So, uh, what's going on? Uh, first and foremost, uh, congratulations to Bong Joon-ho for all of Parasite's success at the Oscars, as well as congratulations to uh, former special guest star of Freddy's Nightmares, that's right, Brad Pitt, for his win of Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> we're going to start, this is how we're going to start this, you should just, oh, I was not expecting that, I'm sorry, go ahead, carry on. Uh, yes, yes, congratulations to Brad Pitt for his win as a best supporting actor at the Academy Awards for 2020. So that's how uh, that's how Sunday night went. Uh, always good to see uh, genre alumni and uh, as well as deserving directors get their due. Oh and, yes, uh, yes. And uh, shout out to uh, Joaquin Phoenix as well for his win for job. Shout out to Joaquin Phoenix. First, first Oscar winning performance from a comic book movie in an acting role. Well, in, in, in main acting, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah in not best not, actor. Yeah. In best, I'm sorry, in a, in a major category, I should say. Uh, best supporting is major. And he, uh, Heath Ledger. Touche. It's best, best. It's Wednesday. I'm allowed to mess up. So that's what happens. I messed up. Anyway, yes, the Oscars were amazing highlights just real quick before we go into anything else when they have Charlize Theron sitting next to Margot Robbie highlight for me right there when Gal and Brie Larson came up together with Sigourney Weaver that was amazing and when our 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 new favorite director said it in broken English I'm ready to drink tonight he was not gonna hydrate folks I don't think he was gonna hydrate himself no and uh Considering the award season that Parasite had, yeah, I don't blame him. Because wow, what a what a run, what a run. Uh, yes, if you haven't seen The Host or Snowpiercer, go check them out because uh, it definitely didn't just start with Parasite. So, and that's the thing with me. I was like, oh, should I watch Parasite? And then I was, they're like, oh, well, he did these movies. I was like, The Host was great, Snowpiercer was fantastic. So gonna have to watch it. Um, I generally always have watched the winner every year before the awards, and this is like the first time I haven't. But though I think it's, it was kind of hard to Parasite, I want it to be a. If I have to watch subtitles, I want it to be a really good copy, clean copy, right. and not. So I'll just wait for it to be on the 
uh, I guess I'll buy it. That'll be the, the best way to do it because it's, it's. I remember the host, and the host is one of my favorite uh, horror movies. And Snowpiercer was fantastic. That's the one that you put me on. Yeah. So I can only imagine how good this this one is. And so, yep, well deserved. Well deserved. So we had that that coming out of the weekend. Um, let's see where where do we begin? Because you know a lot of stuff's been going down. Uh, let's start with the fact that. You know, the 90s are coming back around, and with that comes a whole bunch of somewhat older properties getting dusted off and brought back uh, for, for, for modern times. And we got Urban Legend, of all things, is getting pulled back up into the mix via Screen Gems. And, you know, I mean, Urban Legend kind of sits in that whole post-Scream era where we were you were trying to get something to catch on in that same vein of, you know, kind of quirky aware of itself slasher, I guess you could say. So I, don't, I don't know how I feel about Urban Legend for, for modern times, just because I think we're a bit too snarky for that stuff to go down now. Listen, when you told me about it, I was like, why? Why is this one being remade? It's not what it's not what I would expect. Um... And uh, yeah, like like what you say, I don't think it would play well, especially with all the the snark and cynicism that exists on the internet yeah. nowadays, and mostly from me, but mostly the internet. Uh, the good thing about it is that uh, they have tapped Colin Minahan to write and direct. Now, uh, if that name sounds a little bit familiar, that's because he was behind uh, It Stains the Sands, right? So, uh, oh. So there, there's a bright spot there. Which is still one of the most ironic titles of a movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll figure it out when you see it, if you haven't seen it already. But yeah, so I mean, it's good that, if anything, it'll bring the original movie back, in the, back into the public consciousness a little bit. But um, as we'll probably talk about later, the internet destroys everything anyway, so who knows what exactly is going to happen. So we go from that, and speaking of resurrections and revamps and all those fun marketing phrases, guess what else is coming back? What else is coming back? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's right. Uh, Fede Alvarez uh, was already tapped to be producing a new take on it, um, and they've got uh, Ryan and Andy Tillhill to direct the reboot. It's going to be written by Chris Thomas Devlin. So uh, Alvarez said in a statement that was published by Variety, Until Hill's vision is exactly what fans want. It's violent, exciting, and so depraved that it will stay with you forever. Well, again, gotta wait and see. I think the best thing for anything Leatherface related is you just have everything have happened and you pull it all forward. So that means 1974 movie exists, the sequel exists, part three exists, part four exists, you can even work in uh, the 3D movie and, and the prequels in some way if you want to. Although people probably don't want you to, but who cares? It's all fiction anyway. Just let it all, just, just throw it all up against the wall. Because I think a I think, uh, more interesting thing would be like if that family dynamic, and I mean Leatherface's family, if that stays present throughout the decades and you never quite know exactly what's what. You know, so it's one of those things where you just got to wait and see. Well, Freddy Alvarez is, is part of it, so if he can 
work the magic that he worked with the uh, Evil Dead remake, reboot, reimagining, whatever, recycle. If you can do that in that vein, because that's oh, that's so good. And hey, I'm ready for some gore. I'm ready for some blood. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what you know. You can get you can get a little in for it. Because Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the great horror movies out there. With uh, it was so ahead of its time, and but there's not much to it in today's standards when it comes to gore or anything like that. So if they're gonna gore it up, I just hope they do it in the right way, not just for the sake of just not for the sake of goring it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that goes along the lines with what people expect when they uh, think of horror movies. It's like there's there's a difference between you know a horror movie that's crafted with everything in mind and and just gore for gore's sake you know so uh, I'm hoping you know it turns out well which is not saying much uh, anything bad because most of our favorite horror movies nowadays are super gory yeah but when the movie doesn't pretend to be anything else that it isn't right and then you know back in in, in the vein of, of bringing stuff back. So this is a fun one that I held off on last week, but then it came back up, and uh, now I'm intrigued, and not just because of where it's supposedly set, but um, it turns out that the Netflix adaptation of Resident Evil, uh, the synopsis leaked, but then it got taken down, so we don't know if it's an actual leak, and if it's going to be the real thing, or if it's just some dack-ass on the internet bullshit, but... Uh, the synopsis is uh, the city of Clearfield, Maryland has long lived under the shadow of three seemingly disconnected entities Umbrella Corp, the now retired Greenwood Asylum, and the federal capital, Washington. Now 26 years later, after the discovery of the T-Virus, the secrets surf- uh, kept by the trio are beginning to surface with the first signs of the epidemic now, I'm all for uh, horror being set in Maryland so this is the plus if it's true um, but uh, one of the big drawbacks of any sort of Resident Evil adaptation outside of the CG movies is the fact that the main characters in, in, in the live action movies haven't really been the video game characters and you know a big appeal of the franchise itself is the fact that um, all of the main characters are pretty endearing to uh, viewers and gamers alike. So the report is that the series is going to focus on uh, Jade and Billy Wesker, who are half-sisters and the daughters of series antagonist Albert Wesker. So, you know, at that point, if that's the official synopsis or close to it, fingers crossed, because the hook for it isn't exactly, you know, the hook of the game. This is, you know, fingers crossed is the only way you can actually describe it because some of these movies, when they go off, uh, movies, shows, whatever, use the name of a video game and then stray from what the video game is, sometimes not don't end too well. What it comes to mind is Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, I think that could have been done so much. They could have literally done uh, Ezio's the whole story and it would have been amazing. No, they, they didn't do that. So, Netflix. Netflix has had a, a, a decent run of it, though. I mean, The Witcher was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
for your sake, for your sake, because I know how much you love Resident Evil. For your sake, I hope it's enjoyable. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I got nothing because, like I said, you know, I don't know if that's a leak or just some some dork uh, starting shit on the internet. So you know, who knows? I mean, I already got pranked on the uh, a supposed Nintendo Direct that got retweeted. <laughs> and it turns out it's from a, 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 a one of those stupid parody accounts that no. somebody did read and reach and retweet. It's like, oh, so we got a we got a direct cover. It's like, you know, if you if, if you fucking read stuff, <laughs> maybe, maybe we wouldn't get all this misinformation that other people are using to their advantage. But that's another rant for probably later in the show. <laughs> probably five minutes from now. That's right. What else do we got here? Uh, speaking of re-releases, uh, let's talk about stuff that didn't get a chance to come out. Uh, namely, The Hunt. Oh! Hey! What is happening? What is all of this? Did you see that article? Every year, these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. That's right. The hunt was supposed to come out way back in the year of 2019 First Amendment, by Blumhouse and Universal real. in September, and it got pulled from theaters. Uh, we were joking. Due to a certain president of the United States talking shit. We didn't know if it was going to come out, and now it's going to come out on March 13th. Um, I was looking forward to it. Then it got pulled. Then I got mad. I didn't say anything. Now it's coming out. Now I'm happy again. And they are leaning into it. Um, the big big thing about the new poster is that it's got all these pull quotes. And I'll just read a couple of them off here. Let's go with uh, right up top. It says, a disturbance to our country. Deadline. Exploitative rather than opinionated. Daily Mail. Political uproar. That's from people. Not appropriate. That's from time. Uh, shows Hollywood for what it really is. Demented and evil. Uh, that's from Fox News. Shocker. Agoy Battle Royal comic book. Dangerous. IndieWire. Uh, right smack dab in the middle of the poster says, The most talked about movie of the year is one that no one's actually seen. Decide for yourself. And it has September 27th crossed out and March 13th right the fuck there we're talking about the hunt uh did you manage to see the trailer uh i have seen the trailer all right um it's not lost on me that damon lindelof is involved somehow everything he does is good but there's always something attached to it there's always either controversy uh especially you know or what happened with lost um same thing now with the watchmen there's always something tied with this guy and it sucks because everything he does has always been good yeah um but the premise i mean the premise is the premise this is not this is not i mean it's not a to me i don't think it's a new premise um especially when you have the what was it the uh, the deadliest game right yeah from the, from the 1930s yeah which is pretty much this is what it is 
Uh, are we going to now start to say that one of the hundred great, one of the greatest films of all time uh, can't be played today because of that? That's nonsense. Nonsense. I think the premise is awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see it, and it's coming out on Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. Which is which is nice. That's that's what happens. That's that's when you release it. That's when you have conviction behind your your um, your horror movie. You release it on Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. Yeah, I, I've, I've been looking forward to it. I think uh, I think Betty Gilpin is awesome, and I think that you know Demi Lindelof does good work. I just like the cast. I like the premise. I mean, the premise is old. It's it's the premise is so old. It's public domain. Okay, <laughs> so I, I think I think people forget that this shit is fiction. You know, and I I think that we also forget that uh just because actions are written out doesn't mean that they're automatically condoned you know what i'm saying so if anything i hope that this this controversy or whatever the hell we did to this movie i hope it doesn't hurt the performance of it at the box office yeah but uh seems pretty straightforward you just gotta you just gotta see the movie and make the conclusion on your own yes I mean they already caved into the pressure and they you know they pushed back the release to now so now that they have a set date again we can just move on watch the movie and then have everyone be annoyed at something else because that's what's gonna happen that's how it goes that is how it goes so yeah, so I, I will hopefully be able to see that on March 13th. Uh, let's see. Something else that um, actually you saw and I hope to see in the future. I'll let you talk about this movie. But it's called Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, or it was called that. Apparently it's not anymore. Um... And uh, this this um, this is just the blanket statement, but um, I'll, I'll let you discuss your experience with with the movie. But I think Warner Brothers is fucking up. Your go. <laughs> what do you think? Well, they're changing the name. Well, they changed the name to Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey because they said when people were looking for tickets during the different sites it was too hard to find Harley Quinn so people weren't realizing what movie they were going to go watch and they couldn't find tickets so they put Harley Quinn from the end of the name of the movie to the beginning these people there's a reason why Warner Brothers messes up so many times they keep making the same mistakes it was a fantastic movie you also have it as a rated R movie. You're not gonna get the same people to come in to watch it um, as you would if it was a PG-13 movie. That's without saying. You're losing the kids. If you were trying to get the kids to come out to watch the movie in the first place, maybe you would not have made it a rated R affair. With that being said, as a rated R movie, it is fucking fantastic because Harley is allowed to be Harley in this movie. Now, maybe they maybe they strayed wrong by 
making it seem like it's a Birds of Prey movie. Oh. I cannot comment too much on that because there has been some people here that have not seen the film. That'd be me. So, it is a fantastic character development of Harley Quinn. This is pure Harley. This is like New 52, Rebirth, all of that into one Harley Quinn. And it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, um, you know, Warner Brothers has had this problem as far as uh, they let the handling of their comic book properties get away from them. And it's uh, it's out of their control as to how the characters and their approved presentation of their characters are perceived. And it's not just it's not just movies. It's it's what they do with comic books too, like the uh, the the Batman damned so-called controversy. You remember where the whole thing was they had uh, naked Batman. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is our black label. We can do whatever we want. We got naked Batman. And then they go, wait, we weren't supposed to have naked Batman. And it's like, well, why, why the fuck did you talk it up? If you can't, you know, if you, if you don't want to actually present this stuff. Um, they don't, I mean, they don't, it's like they, they're almost reticent to not to kind of coast, I guess, on the perception of these high-profile properties like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all this stuff. But they don't actually take the time to make a full product that captures that for a widespread audience. Now, I'm not speaking about quality of Birds of Prey because if, if, you're, if your thing is that, well, they couldn't find the title of the movie... Well, I don't know who to blame at that point. I mean, do you honestly think that, you know, $20 million worth of tickets were lost because people couldn't t- find the title of the movie if they really wanted to go see it? I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a little bit iffy to me. Or could, or could it have possibly been you put it out on a February, which is one yeah. of the worst movie months ever? Yeah. No, that, no, 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 no. They, they're, they're not going to blame that. That was <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Bullshit. Yeah. If you were to put this movie out, sorry not to cut you off, but if you were to put this movie out in July, right? Oh, or maybe, or maybe even closer to like, well, you know, July, everyone's out. It's it's summertime. Yeah. You put it out the week before Valentine's Day. Maybe if you would have waited for Valentine's Day, maybe you would even gotten some of the, you know, the dates going to the movie. The movie theater I went to was packed (laughs) to the gills with, um hardcore Harley fans like I was in, I was in awe of the things people were wearing to this that I was like I, I almost felt like I had to go home and change mm-hmm. and but uh, it, was, it was older crowd that's right yeah um yeah and, and, I mean and even the stuff about the box like this is this stuff perplexes perplexes me because okay the budget was about 90 million or so uh with international take it makes around 80 million this weekend. Almost made the full budget back. Now, with with what's up in play here with streaming rights, eventual 
cable rights on TNT or whatever. The movie's gonna make its money back, regardless. But the spin that it's a bomb is just you're doing a disservice to this stuff, you know. And that that was really what like really kind of took me by surprise. It was kind of like this almost need to say, well, this didn't perform the way it should have. So let's just let's just call it all 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 a loss, and let's say this didn't work at all. Like no. Like I'm happy they retitled it to try and make up for stuff, but you shouldn't have treated the movie like this in the first place. You know, like I don't. Besides, you know what we see in our little limited corner of the internet, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of real hardcore marketing for this movie. Like I mean, like in your face stuff, like how they thought Batman versus Superman was gonna be, considering you're coming off of. How much money Suicide Squad made, and you don't push this thing? Like something, something doesn't feel right. Yeah, I saw more marketing on Instagram than I saw anywhere else. Like on TV, is you know, once we saw like the trailer drop the first time, I don't remember it being much on TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Hey, you know what Marvel did during the Super Bowl? They bought spots. Yeah, and got everyone hyped for everything that's coming out. Yeah, and again, I think it just goes to the fact that they just. They tend to want to coast on reputation and well, their perceived reputation of things, rather than actually deliver a full product on all fronts. Because you can't fault the work from the cast and crew when the studio doesn't do 120% for their efforts, and that's what I think happened here. But I think I think I do think that with the buzz behind it, it has it's going to have a long tail. So, it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. It, it'll have it'll be a different story in a couple weeks. With that said, I think it might be time for everyone's favorite segment, marks the spot. So what do we got this week? Marks the spot. Marks the spot. All right. What do we have from our wily producer to the stars this week? All right. There is a bend to horror happening in the MCU. We have the New Mutants, Morbius, Venom 2 all coming this year. And we know Doctor Strange isn't far behind. It is time, Mark says, for a It's Them Damn Horror Comics Roundtable. Let's talk about our experiences in horror and comics. Uh, where we can speculate. And I'm glad he uses the word speculate, because we will speculate. On the MCU horror movies. And... Uh, also recommend any horror-tinged comic book favorites for our listeners that are also readers, which I thought was a fantastic idea. Fantastic idea. So, since we alternate every week, I shall go first. Um, I only have four um, comic books or comic book series, I should say, that I would like people to check out if they haven't. One is the obvious one. A lot of people have seen walking dead but a lot of people haven't read the walking dead do yourself it's it's over now spoiler alert you can pick up the compendiums pretty cheap if you want to catch up the whole series um great stuff if you if you like the tv show you'll enjoy a book much more also one that got made into a movie the movie is okay in my eyes it's not bad but 30 Days of Night 
30 Days of Night has one of the best premises ever. Not to give it away, but it's in Alaska, where it literally is 30 Days of Night. Uh, it's a vampire story, so that's all I'll say. It's right, written by uh, Steve Niles. Great, great read. Um, what else did I have? One of Adam's favorite writers, Jonathan Hickman, The Black Monday Murders for Image. Oh my god, let me tell you. It's like horror meets corporate espionage. That's, I mean, that's the only way I can really explain it. Um, it's so good with the, the stocks and the fucking, uh, like the big pharma CEO stuff. It's uh, Hickman's. Hickman's got a crazy mind. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on up there. And when he puts it on paper, it's 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 good. It's fun to watch. I mean, well, fun to read, um, honestly. And the last one that I want to recommend to people out there is Crossed. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, which has a bunch of different writers: um, Garth Ennis, Alan Moore, to name the big guys. I I, I would think. Um, and that's crazy how um, so it's basically it's basically a zombie uh, zombie but it's they're infected and they just have some weird powers and they just do some weird stuff it's like they're, it's almost like you know what I, I, I put it to you just like the movie Mayhem where when they get infected they act out on their aggressions and everything I feel like that's how Crossed is uh because they do some crazy stuff that you know I'm not gonna go into it, <laughs> but some stuff, some stuff you know involves cannibalism, murder, uh, other deadly sins that are ten commandments that are broken. I would check those out without a doubt. What do you what What do you have? Do you have any uh, suggestions for people out there that want to read some books? Uh, well, you you hit all the good ones, so I will say. Um... I'll say uh, anything by Cullen Bunn is is pretty damn good horror comic wise. Also, want to suggest uh, Clean Room by Gail Simone and mm-hmm. John Davis Hunt. That's a Vertigo book. Lots of great stuff there. There's going to be Witches by Scott Snyder. Uh, also, American Vampire by Scott Snyder and Stephen King. Joe Hill just has a whole line out. And it's it's uh, I believe it's called Hill House Comics. It's a subprint, subimprint of uh, DC Comics. Uh, lots of good stuff there. As far as horror in the MCU goes, personally, I would like them to take their time and build out. Um, actually, for any any kind of those Marvel like subgenres outside of the main stuff anything cosmic anything horror related but the, the lead up from Avengers to Endgame that that 10 year period should probably be the template for what they do because rushing it doesn't work we, we see what happens whenever when a WB tried their extended universe you can't force it you have to build it with characterization and all that so like for the horror stuff I would start with like actually do Marvel's Tomb of Dracula you know because Dracula's a uh, public domain character you can do whatever you want um, 
but you can actually have him as a character in the Marvel Universe. You can still bring him into contact with Blade and everybody else. And you work out there, you work towards, you know, the Darkhold book. You can float Ghost Rider in and spin off into Spirits of Vengeance and all that stuff. But you, the key thing is to build out and to, you know, treat it with just as much care for characterization and plot with how you do all your street-level heroes and your regular heroes and your cosmic heroes. And you go from there. But yeah, I mean, MCU-wise, I would start with Tomb of Dracula and then just, just tap into all that 70s horror stuff. You can loop Moon Knight in however you want to. Hell, you can do Werewolf by Night somewhere. Werewolf? Werewolf. Wolves? Yeah. Werewolves. I think the Morbius stuff is gonna, can prove interesting. Well, we already gave our... Well, we haven't seen the movie, obviously, but just from the trailer. And then the rumor that... I don't know who... I mean, it was probably some random rumor, but I'll throw it out there because I read it. it. doesn't mean it's true. But saying that Morbius is going to be present in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man universe. Well, yeah, because they, they showed a picture of this the uh, Raimi suit. Correct. So... so yeah. Which is also... I, Whatever, I mean, because you know that's, that goes into other stuff that's not what we're talking about right now. New Mutants will be out soon. Right. So we, I want to see how that delves into it first before... Can they create an, an atmosphere uh, that'll work? I, th- I think so. I think that's the reason why... I think that's the reason why they decide to work on uh, Doctor Strange a little bit especially getting news now that the the scriptwriter for Loki is now also doing uh, the I don't, we're not even sure if it's a rewrite of Doctor Strange 2 or just to work on it well uh, there are reports that Scott Derrickson did not write a script so uh, whatever they're doing for it is going to be brand new. Oh, so creative differences meant that he didn't write a script, probably, and <laughs> wanted to do something, and Marvel wanted to do something, and you know, that's the. Hey, I mean, it's it's. I think also people forget this work for hire too. So if you're not going, if you're doing something the studio don't want you to do, you you can't ram it through if they don't want to do it. So you know, I mean, we're going to see what. Marvel Studios how they want to define horror movies in that universe when we see it and it's going to be soon it's going to be soon which is great they need to go they swing for the fences but I mean and again you know it kind of loops back to our discussion about horror movies earlier you know what what constitutes a horror movie in the vein of what are people expecting like I mean are they just expecting a bunch of go on a screen and they're gonna you know you don't know where the line is especially in imagery when it comes to a PG-13 move depending on what you are possibly dismembering or showing on screen you know if it's red you might have some trouble but if it's green you can show whatever the hell you want you know yep so it's it's uh got, as with everything um gotta wait and see we got we we have to try to be patient uh which is which is something that i can't which is odd in my general life i am so patient 
when it comes to work, when it comes to everything going on in my life, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to horror movies, I'm so fucking impatient. <laughs> or any, any anything that I like that I enjoy, like I could not wait for freaking Birds of Prey to come out. Like I was checking every day to see if I could pre-order uh, tickets. It was a horrible way because they didn't. That's another thing. Sorry, off topic. You know why Birds of Prey also failed? You guys didn't open up the pre-order for tickets until a week before the movie came out. WB fucks up. That's a... <laughs> we will not be sponsored by the WB. After that. Uh, they, they know. They know. They just don't care. <laughs> they, oh. they know what they're doing. They just don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just don't care. You know, eventually on this show, we're going to... At least I, I would like to go through those Zack Snyder attempts just to just to get it out of my system. <laughs> what about the dogs? What about <laughs> the dogs? Yeah, I just I just uh, there's just some stuff that probably has to be said in that regard. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, um, really quick before we get out of here, I want to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Watch my B- bloody Valentine on Shutter. Or Amazon Prime, or pick up the new Blu-ray from Scream Factory, if you haven't already, because it's a nice slice of Canadian horror from the early '80s, or a fun little 3D movie from 2009, depending on which one you choose. That was a late but professional segue, I must say. <laughs> this has been a professional segue. Better late than never. Yeah, and. Now, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer the original or the remake? I I like them both equally because the remake is a nice encapsulation of what made the first one so great. Plus, it has a modern sheen on it. So, you know, I dig it. And I, I think I think the look, like, I think the end credits of uh, the 2009 movie is, is some great stuff with... with the miner weaving through the fog and stuff. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's actually one of the remakes that I I enjoy. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we're in agreement with that. Yes. Uh, you know what else I'm in agreement about? No, I'll take that as a no. But the fact that uh, our listeners are awesome. Uh, thank you for getting us over 500 total downloads by the time we, you guys hear this so big shout outs to all of you uh, if you want to participate uh, in voicemail shenanigans you can give us a call at 443-906-0040 that is 443-906-0040 so big shout outs to all of you Anything rock. Because with that, this has been another episode of It's the Damage to Lots of the Podcast. You check show notes for all of our social media info, leave those reviews and star ratings, follow us, likes, all that stuff. And be sure to give us a call at 443-906-0040 to participate in non trifling voicemail shenanigans. Podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, has been responsible for making us sound oh so spectacular. So thank you for all that you do, Mark. <laughs> You're really sick, you know that, boss? Until next time, uh, have fun, watch horror movies, dig the genre entertainment that you dig, play some damn video games, and remember to always drink responsibly, 
do responsible things, and hydrate, 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 hydrate. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. going on in your mind to come up with a movie like that because it is original it is oh, interesting yeah. it's also crazy as hell because i'm weirdo <laughs> i thought so i could tell see that's right